Welcome back, Everyday Business Leaders. I'm Melanie Ake, your host for today's show, coming to you from JP the Geek Studio right here in Greenwood, Indiana. I am thrilled to have you with us today. Stay tuned because you're going to hear from Jill Lehman. Wow, CEO and founder of Evolve HR Group and High Frequency Arts. So stay with us. And remember, join me and connect to our website and subscribe to our channel because you will never miss an episode if you're ready for the next business leader and community leader. Here we go. Let's meet Jill. Jill. Hi, Melanie. This is awesome. You came all the way down from Fishers. I did. It was like going to another country when you think about Fishers to Greenwood anymore. Yeah. And we're recording on a Friday afternoon. So kind of funny if you don't live in Indiana, you're thinking, well, what does that mean? It's like the road to Baghdad, right? Yes, it's like pack a lunch. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pack a lunch sure. and maybe dinner and maybe breakfast for the next morning. Hey, that's okay. We're going to have fun while it lasts uh, and then I'll get back in the car and head back. Exactly. Well, uh, thank you first for coming in because I have followed you for a long time and I love what you're doing. You've had some challenges over the last few years and the companies that you're building. Uh, this is a program to celebrate you, mm-hmm. celebrate your business and help people realize what it takes to be a leader and lift their and elevate themselves in the community. So I would love for you just to kind of give people an update. What what got you into the HR arena first? And then we're going to talk about the arts. Sure, sure. What got me into HR was really like you hear so many other careers is I started out after college in a role in operations and really was enjoying that and then had a leader come to me and say hey would you like to do a rotational assignment in HR and of course I knew nothing about HR didn't really understand even how I would be qualified to do something in HR and You know, 20 plus years later, I'm still in that rotational assignment and I've never looked back. So So did anybody inspire you to kind of follow that path? A mom, a mentor, an aunt? Not on the HR side. On the business side, most definitely. My father is a business owner. My grandfather was a business owner. So I knew in my DNA somewhere down the road I would want to own my own business. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that came a little bit later in life. But I think they were my biggest inspirations when it came to the business side, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and to think about HR, you know, a lot of people say HR is supposed to be your best friend, but a lot of people, the stigma, right, Mm -hmm. is I'm afraid to go to my HR manager because I think they have more of a relationship with the the boss. And so I'll get in trouble if I go to my HR manager. And that's really not the case. You guys do so much education in the HR space as an industry. Like you are there to protect the employees, Yeah, I I really went into HR with that mindset that, you know, really being an advocate for both the business and helping employees understand the business aspects and why what we do in our jobs matters and makes sense for the business, for our customers' growth, right? Because when we all win, we all win, right? Mm -hmm. So that was very important to me, but also to be a voice for employees employees in the C-suite where oftentimes they don't have a voice. And, you know, that was really important to me to make sure I captured both sides of the equation when I went into human resources. Mm -hmm. And um, still something from that day one to 20 plus years later, I 
talk about all the time is that balance. Mm -hmm. Such an advocacy, right? I think that's one of the positions if people are listening to this today and thinking about, hey, I'd like to do a job change, or I've never explored that, or our company doesn't have an HR department. We just, we're small. And so why does that position matter in companies specifically? You know, every company, no matter what type of business you are, are associated with people. Mm -hmm. So whether it's manufacturing, whether it's professional services, you know, hospitality, people are the primary aspect in your business. The jobs that they do may be very, very different. The clientele might be very different. Um, but it's really people who are the engine to make things happen. And it's important part of an overall business strategy to really make sure that how we are engaging our people, training our people, responding to our people mm -hmm. are part of it because they're so critical in the overall success. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And I really want to shine with what you do because you're, you've grown your company and, uh, and you're such kind of a stable force in our community for leaning into leaders and leaning into companies saying, hey, we can, we can do this better, right? So the strategies behind that, tell me about um, some of the opportunities that you have helped kind of elevate and change the culture in these companies. Yeah, I, I've spent the last several decades just working in the space of culture and engagement, even maybe before it was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, talking to companies and, and understanding the dynamic that, you know, organizations can have the same footprint from one location to another, maybe. And within that ecosystem or environment, um, they can have access to all the same things. Budgets are the same, right? Resources are the same. But the operation can look very, very different when it comes to its performance, its turnover, its safety records, all of the things. And a big component of that is culture and engagement and leadership. Mm -hmm. So that became a very fascinating topic for me working across um, multi-site locations in retail and manufacturing professional services that that could exist and why did that exist um, and it really got down to people and leadership mm -hmm. and um, that fascination is probably the grassroots of not only why i've spent the last you know 20 plus years in human resources but how that other career in art was you know eventually launched mm -hmm. and i love that bridge um before we go there, though, mm -hmm. I want to ask you, because I, I want to talk about this concept of COVID. You know, mm -hmm. it, we can't leave that and miss that from the table. What has changed? What do you see that people are struggling with the most? When COVID happened, right, we had to manage differently. Mm -hmm. And that gave us opportunities to create new things, which is kind of the arts, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, what is the biggest challenge that you're seeing right now for people that are trying to hire the right people that are trying to get people to be committed to their culture. Mm -hmm. um, when I think a lot of leaders are still trying to figure it out, right, past COVID. What, what's your professional opinion like? How do we get this right? Oh, gosh. 
we could have a podcast just on this topic. I know. <laughs> but I think it's a couple things. One, I think it's connectivity mm-hmm. and purpose. I think we all came out of COVID with those two deep senses of I need to be connected. I need to be um, doing something that I feel drives my purpose, not only an organization's purpose, but something I feel purposeful about. Mm-hmm. And pr- probably development to have a sense of community, I would say would be the triad in that equation. Mm-hmm. So if people are looking for jobs right now, you know, I know we've had a lot of training, a lot of groups are looking at how do we elevate, how do we communicate this message for people that are looking for the right employer, right? And that's hard to look at on on paper or on LinkedIn. And so how do they know, like, maybe what would be the right fit? Are there some questions that they might be able to ask a little bit deeper to discover, like, is this going to be a good fit for me? Yeah, I always say, just as much as employers should do their diligence on individuals, individuals should do their diligence on companies. Mm-hmm. And that's going below the surface of maybe what we see on the job profile, what we may see in the social media, and really dig deeper into proof points of what they're talking about or especially when it comes to culture core values that those I use the word proof points a lot proof points exist in that environment Mm -hmm. so an example of that is if an organization says that they're a you know creative innovative organization ask for examples of that Mm -hmm. and they should be readily available for you um, very quickly or find someone who's worked in the organization or worked in the organization and ask questions. Um, Just do a little diligence and look for those proof points. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ways that we can do that, right? Lots of ways. (laughs) You can do a lot of research very quickly on online. Very much. Um, So that leads me to kind of this art, like high frequency arts. How did you kind of lean into this bridge of this this art like that's emotional right that's mm-hmm. that's a whole nother area of if you're really talking about human relations and connecting to the soul how did this happen gosh if someone would have asked me 10 years ago would you own an art business and be an <laughs> HR I would have said uh, no how does that work but That's how it landed, and it really started. I've always had a love and appreciation for the arts. I dabbled in art myself, um, even through my, you know, younger years. I've always been around a lot of artists and musicians, friends, family. Mm -hmm. And when I've gotten the fortunate ability to travel across my career, I always would find myself saying, hey, can we go to the art museum? Or, hey, there's a gallery street in this city can we go mm-hmm. and I never really thought of it much more than just my love and appreciation for art but then in my career as a chief people officer and those all other duties as assigned I became chief um, administration officers with a lot of times facilities is included in that and so I would be responsible not only for culture and engagement but facilities and I knew that 
if we were going to talk about culture and engagement and have core values of things like innovation and creativity, Mm -hmm. again, what were going to be our proof points that these things existed in our organization? And that had to be from everything from the policies that we wrote to the um, visuals in our workspace Mm -hmm. that inspired that. And, and most of corporate America, um, even 10, 15 years ago, either came with 1990s art, because that's <laughs> when the building was put together, or gray walls, white walls, brown walls, mm-hmm. high cubicles, and it lacked innovation and creativity. Mm-hmm. And I had always brought art into my office and I just thought it was decor and I liked it, but I didn't really realize what it did for me in my office, in my space. So I started to just talk to the business as we were looking to do some of this um, interior design work and would talk to interior designers at the time and say, you know, I really want a strategy around art and they would say oh that's great you know when we get there and if there's budget you know Mm -hmm. if there's this or um, I would talk about can we bring art and someone would say well I have a brother a cousin you know how that story goes Mm -hmm. Um, and I said no 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 I really want it more purposeful I want art that's going to tell the story of who we are what we're about, and it's even better if the artist connects to that Mm -hmm. in the work that they do or their personal story. Mm -hmm. So I started to do it myself. And the CEO and the CFO were crazy enough to give me money to do that. (laughs) And it worked. Mm -hmm. It worked when we covered those walls, conversations started. They could talk about why they liked the pieces, they could talk about why they didn't like the pieces, but it started a conversation. It created a reaction. And that's really what I wanted to do. And I've tried to do my whole career is disrupting the normal ways we think about things. And once that experiment took hold, I couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. So I started to really study art and its impact on communities art and its impact on our our mental health, Um, art and its impact in economic development. Mm -hmm. And that just unleashed, you know, what I always say, the angel (laughs) or the demon in me, whatever it was, that there was something to this. Mm -hmm. And I needed to be an advocate and I could, you know, just talk about it or I could do something about it. And I also was had moved back to Indianapolis and at that time we were absent a lot of art galleries we were absent a lot of art in spaces and I remember being told well there's you know most art in Indiana's craft it's not really commercially used Mm -hmm. art Mm -hmm. and I had to discover that for myself was that true or not and I found an amazing group of artists that were out there doing the type of work that I thought would be ideal Mm -hmm. to bring into workplaces and homes. 
And then that also kind of triggered that other side of HR with career development. So I've spent years helping professionals have careers, think about careers. Now it was helping artists have careers. And whether you were a studio artist and you wanted to create art that went in places, or whether you had an art degree and you wanted to work in a gallery or you wanted to learn consulting, that you could actually use the degree in art you went to school for that in corporate America, we sat aside and said, what value does an art degree have right. in our workplace? Right. Tremendously shame on me, shame on leaders for not recognizing the value creatives have. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we could find and interpret the the value um, individuals had who played in sports mm-hmm. um, and the you know, all those attributes that came to it. Artists and creatives did the same thing. And and when you study great entrepreneurs, great leaders, many of them are tied to arts. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they're in some form or fashion artists or musicians themselves. It's so again, this is a right? fascinating topic for yeah. me that when people say, how did this art lady, um, <laughs> HR lady, whatever she is, um, come to be? And how does that all go together? And how does that make sense? That's the story. It does make sense, though, because when you think about innovation, right, it starts somewhere. And for years, I mean, been in industries for years, and it's the soft skills, right? Those are so discounted of like, oh, we need you to learn a skill. But the soft skills, yeah, we hope you that you have them. That's Mm -hmm. your character. But the soft skills now, what I hear you say, are really the innovation behind today's business. It's it's. It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. In business today, it's everything. And I don't, you know, I work with and have been in businesses all the way from the front lines in a manufacturing environment or the front lines, you know, in a home services environment to the Mm C-suite. And innovation is required. Problem solving, solution finding is is required at every single level in an organization today. Mm -hmm. It's critical. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders. And I'm excited to share with you a new training resource for your team called The Leadership Game. The Leadership Game is a tool It's administered exclusively by John Maxwell team members. And when you bring this assessment tool in to lead your organization, it shows you the current level of your leadership and gives you tangible and actionable results to move forward. So don't delay, get in the game, the leadership game, exclusively from everyday leaders. critical in the mental health piece, right? That has been since COVID. I mean, I think people have permission to be vulnerable about, hey, I need more space to think about this. But even having creative outlets in companies to say, here's an art room, right? Mm -hmm. Go have the technology here at JP the Geek. There's a game room. Mm -hmm. There's high stress. So there's an outlet for people to get that energy out. But I think you're right. If we can continue to talk about how do we inspire innovation, And that's what this show is about. Really want to connect people to think differently. Like if you're not doing it, if you're just going to Walmart or Target and buying art for the walls, that's a great step, right? It's not just the plain cubicles. But here, when you're saying pairing artists to give them opportunities for careers, 
Like, that's huge because typically you say starving artists, that's no joke, right? They want to create from their heart and then who can appreciate that? So I love that you have really embraced this idea of like, let's give people opportunities to connect at a deeper level. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, we go back to helping people with purpose and connectivity and community. And those are all things that also resonate with me and in what we do. Mm-hmm. So for people that don't know where your studio is, where is High Frequency Arts? So High Frequency Arts is in Fishers, Indiana. We're in the Hub and Spoke Design Center. So we have our gallery and art consulting project management offices there. We also are the art curators for the Hub and Spoke Design Center. So there is art all through the building available Uh, We rotate everything out in the design center every quarter and bring in different artists. We host an event for those artists that are on display and pick a charitable organization at the same time um, during our open house to support them as well. So we have a a great time. It's a great evening out. Support art, support artists, support charitable organizations, support a small, you know, woman-owned business. I mean, you hit the trifecta of everything when you're able to attend one of our events. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful cause. And I think, A, to elevate people to educate them about, hey, wherever you are in the city, it's not necessarily downtown at the Stutz building. Like everybody used Mm -hmm. to say, that's where it is. But there have been so many communities built, especially Fishers, Noblesville. Like that's kind of the crux of where this is exploding. And Mm -hmm. so for you to be in that kind of metric. Uh, I think it's it's really great. So people need to find you <laughs> and experience it. It experience is. And, it. and it was the same thing when I went to Fishers and put the space in, you know, I heard one, you're, you're an HR person, you'll never make it an art. <laughs> you're not an interior designer. So you'll never be able to consult. You're in Fishers, you'll never survive. I mean, if I would have listened to all of the um, feedback that I got, from I I, I asked for a lot of feedback and I got great feedback on both sides but if I would have gone with the fear side I wouldn't have either of my businesses today and you know I wouldn't have an art um, gallery and business that's now seven years strong and in in the world of art seven years is is a long long time and I'm very grateful and um, also very proud of my team and what they've accomplished in an area that we heard so many negative things about. No one will connect art with culture and people. I mean, there were so many things said to me um, from that perspective. So for all of you that are listening, that are thinking about starting your own business, if you believe in it and you can find others who believe in it, then it's then there's likely something real. And um, don't give up. Mm-hmm. So really, if you're passionate about it, try to figure it out because there's a lot of people who will tell you no you're the biggest person to tell yourself yes Mm -hmm. oh I love that you're the biggest person to tell yourself yes Mm -hmm. so true so okay so who what inspires you like if you could take a trip right now and say Mm -hmm. I want to go visit this place because I really need that inspiration it's my quiet space or I love to plan that it's on my bucket list I want to go get the inspiration to fill my soul where is that? Oh, gosh. So when it comes to the place that I just like to be creative and be, whether I'm in the art 
space or the HR space, I love to go to my art gallery, right? Where mm-hmm. else can you be inspired but being around art and um, all the different artists that I've gotten to know personally over the years, their family to me, um, discovering those new artists and just being around it. It's a higher energy level and we all need those higher energy levels. So that's probably my local mm-hmm. go-to place and you're all welcome to stop by and, <laughs> and see us there. And then if I could go anywhere, I mean, I love Miami. It's a great art scene. So I love New York, great art scenes. Um, you know, I still think continuing travels through Europe because, it, you know, the the amount of art and the historical art that you find, because, you know, again, whole nother podcast, but mm-hmm. art tells our past, art tells our present, art tells our future. There's so much robust history um, in other countries around the past of art. And quite honestly, what will ultimately be the future of art to the next you know generations Mm -hmm. well you're bringing that here locally that's what I think is so cool about what you're doing you know you can travel to Europe and you think wow we we tear everything down in America Mm -hmm. we can't even have somebody paint something because it's torn down in 20 years yeah but uh but I love just your heart to serve Mm -hmm. and really Mm -hmm. connect people and so I think it makes total sense when I heard oh it's HR and art of course, that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? It's just bringing you to give yourself permission to do something different in a different way. Yeah, yeah. and you do. I mean, don't be stuck in the paradigms that exist today. Create your own. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, we talk about leadership so much, and it's it's these gaps that I always teach people that they are either fearing that perfection gap, that knowledge gap. They don't know how to do anything first. And and so from a mentor standpoint, what do you recommend to people that are like trying to start something? What's the best way to find the right mentor for them to get that confidence? I think there's a couple things is one, know what you're looking for before you go and ask for it. So I oftentimes get a lot of people wanting um, a mentor to help them find it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And a mentor can do that, absolutely. But I think you have to do a little soul searching yourself first to say, what am I really passionate about? Or or what are the um, challenges that I'm having that I need somebody to help me with? And once you at least have an idea of what those are, then start looking around on who might be able to help you close those gaps mm-hmm. that you have. or um, And then don't be afraid to ask. Because the worst thing they're going to say is no. Mm-hmm. But they might say yes. Or they might say, I'm not the best person or, or the best place, but I can tell you who might be and that may be your next lead Mm -hmm. so I think that would be my advice do a little soul searching first yourself and then once you find out what it is ask for it Mm -hmm. and I think that's great advice because so many people right now I talk to they're still stuck right they may have been transitioning and they're not really sure what they want to do they're they're not really sure how to get inspired 
uh, again, and kind of in Indiana, it's the gray season, yeah. <laughs> so we don't have a lot of sunshine. But this uh, this show is going to come out on Valentine's Day, which I just love because you're all about the heart mm-hmm. and and helping people shine. I want to do one more thing before okay. we close out. Sure, I have this. Uh, if you guys have been following. We have this food for thought, which is great inspirational quotes. So I thought, what a great time for Jill to come in and and, uh, draw a card. And let's talk about the quote of inspiration. Mm, So pick a great one. All right. Let me see here. Let's see what this is going to be. I can feel this one. There you go. Okay. (laughs) How do you react when you make a mistake? That is a good one. Oh, my gosh. So I think I do what most people do. Um. And if you know anything about energy levels, you have high energy levels and you have low energy levels. And I think I do what most people do is I start off low. I start up with, why is this happening? Why me? Um, All of the noise that hits your head when you make a mistake. And guess what? That's okay. (laughs) It's when we get stuck in that for a long period of time and don't say okay eh, I made a mistake what can I learn um, how can I do it better who do I need to apologize to mm-hmm. right and, and move ourselves up the continuum because it is normal to go to a lower level of energy and feel that um blame, self-doubt, all those things that come with that. I call it the ick, the ick energy. (laughs) But you got to pull yourself out and then figure out how to make it valuable Mm -hmm. through the lesson learned or the right thing you need to do. Mm -hmm. So that's That's, what I do. That's great. So you're all about high frequency. There's a story about how the name high frequency came and it was really about being disruptive and Thinking at a higher frequency level, mm-hmm. viewing things at a higher frequency level. So, for well, sure. and it's, it's, um, can you share that with us? Yeah. The story? Oh, yes. All right. So, when I started to go out and look for a name for the business, I went out to all of my, what I would call my board of advisors, which were friends, CEOs, you know, mentors. And I had like my list of names and that I had been thinking about. And, um, I started to share the names and I'd gotten some good feedback and some other names maybe that to put on the list. But the one that kept coming to me was high frequency, high frequency. And there's a local, I believe him to be, he's been a great friend, a mentor. He is a CEO. He's a creator. He's an innovator. He's in tech. And I went to him Mm -hmm. and he's looking at the list and he said, Oh, you got some good ones here, and but I don't like high frequency. And I was like, really? Why? And he's like, because when I think of high frequency, I think of radio, I think of noise, and it's disruptive. Mm. And um, so I don't like it. And I said, oh, my gosh. You just named my business. Mm-hmm. Because I've... I have been pulled to that name, and you just validated why. Mm -hmm. And he said, so the name I hated the most is what you're going with? So that's the kind of interesting story around high-frequency arts and how ultimately, out of all the names on the list, that 
came to be. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, the disruptive mindset, right? I want people to embrace that. It is so important in today's world of saying, like you said, don't compare yourself. Don't be afraid. Take the risk. Lean in. Get the right mentor. And just try things that really speak to your heart. Absolutely. So. You know, often you won't go wrong. You may have some missteps. You may go back. You may go sideways. But most of the time, um, you'll find your way through. Mm. Jill, thank you for coming today. This has been such a, just a pleasure to get to know you a little bit better and have you here and celebrate you with both of the things that you're doing for Evolve HR Group and High Frequency Arts. I think I want people to, to come and lean into you. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me too. And it's been a such a pleasure in this conversation. <laughs> it went so fast. I Our know. time went so fast. I know. So come back. I will absolutely come back and you'll have to, maybe we'll have you stop at the space sometime and do a little absolutely live session there absolutely you so. know we love to promote on social media so love it. we will be there and this is releasing on valentine's day so if you could leave one last thought for people about what does valentine's what do you want them to do or feel this valentine's day um love themselves okay because okay. if you don't love yourself how will someone else love you? And you matter. You're you're important and it starts with self-love. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a great way to end this program. I love this. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, love yourself. And um, in everyday leaders, we really want to encourage you to get inspired and think and grow differently. So I hope today that you've listened to Jill. If you need to rewind this, <laughs> the old days, right? Go back and listen to this with your journal and take lots of these notes and please go visit her and stop in and get inspired. Uh, remember the journey of growth and innovation never ends. And it's our mission to keep bringing you the best insights from our local community. So stay tuned for more episodes filled with wisdom, innovation, and inspiration. This is Melanie Ake signing off from JP the Geek Studio where better IT service is just a call away. They say own it, secure it, and protect it. <laughs> Until next time, don't forget, subscribe to our channel and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Everyday Leaders helps you to develop strategies to become a better leader in your life. It's not what you do in a day. It's what you do every day that makes the most impact. Thanks for following us.